Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Star Scavengers. My name is Aaron Goins and I am one of the hosts on the show and I am here with my co-host Jonah Marie Macias. How are you doing today Jonah Marie? I'm doing well Aaron. I'm super excited on doing this podcast with you. This is how podcasts are created. Yes, this is how podcasts are born. (laughs) Just uh, off of random Twitter conversations, I was sitting down watching the first episode of the Freemaker Adventures, and I was surprisingly really enjoying it more than I thought I was going to. And I was like, I wonder if there's a podcast about this. So I tweeted it, and you replied to the tweet, and then I replied to you, and next thing you know, we're doing a podcast like a couple days later. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know, and that was that was great because I was at the bowling alley <laughs> celebrating my birthday, and I was just you know going through tweets, and I saw that someone else was watching the show because I don't really know that many other people watching it. So when I saw you tweeting about it, I was like, "Yay, someone to interact with!" So it, it's great that we you know that conversation got going and that we made something out of it. So yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the beauty of Twitter. You find people of similar interests, and then. If you want to really talk about stuff, then you start a podcast with them. Mm-hmm. So this will give us an excuse to talk about all things Lego Star Wars. Specifically, we're going to be talking a lot about the Freemaker Adventures. And, um, you know, we get to do that, I don't know, maybe once a week, maybe once every couple of weeks. We're kind of starting, we're just kind of figuring this thing out. Mm-hmm. Still under construction, as yes. we had talked about. Very uh, much, very much under construction. We are... We wanted to get an episode out there um, so we could get the iTunes feed started, so we could get the website started, and you can't really get an iTunes feed started without an episode. So we wanted to go <laughs> ahead and record something. You know, I don't think we have intro music yet. I don't think we have a logo yet. Um, maybe by the time I post this, we will. Uh, but we're, we just wanted to get an episode out there. So I guess we could kind of call this our pilot episode. Yes, that's what it is. This is our... Um, Spark of Rebellion episode. <laughs> there you go. So what I what is this show going to be about? Let's tell the listeners that. Okay, sweet. So the listeners will be tuning into us talking about Lego Star Wars, um, specifically uh, the Frequent Maker Adventures, uh, which is on Disney XD. So if you're not able to watch Disney XD uh, because you don't have access to it, I highly recommend checking out Amazon, Google Play, iTunes. They have those episodes available there. Um, And so, yeah, so we'll be touching on that series as well as touching on other aspects of Lego Star Wars, like some of the past shows and some of the products as well that have been released over many, many years. Uh, Lego has been around for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, I think Freemaker Adventures is what what kind of brought up the idea to do this podcast. So that'll be our main focus. But, you know, like you were saying, there's a lot of content out there. There's a lot of animation that's already been done previously. Um, there's video game coming out. I think the Force Awakens uh, Lego Star Wars game is coming out soon. Mm. It hasn't come out yeah, yet, has it? I don't think so, but I remember seeing the trailer for it. So it must be in the uh, coming out soon phase. Yes, so that's coming out. Uh, so we'll probably be talking about that. Um, you know, the collecting side of things. I myself 
really enjoy uh, collecting and building Lego Star Wars sets, and I know you have uh, some as well. So we'll be talking about you know new sets and things like that from time to time. Probably get some of our friends to come on to talk about this stuff. Get some of our podcasting friends on here who are also into Legos, and um, maybe some interviews. Maybe we'll get a. Uh, I know there's a, a lot of big names that are involved in the Lego Star Wars stuff right now. And it'd be great if we could get them on for interviews. Yeah, definitely. My first question would be, have you ever stepped on a Lego? And how much did it hurt? <laughs> <laughs> because it really hurts a lot. If oh, you yeah. Guys didn't know. You catch that corner right on the bottom of your foot. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it leaves a mark. <laughs> no, I wouldn't ask that. That's terrible. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's kind of be the overall thing. And I'm sure it will evolve as we as we do this thing. Um, you know, Freemaker Adventures for now is kind of the main focus, but, you know, we don't know how long that series will go or if there will be other, you know, other animated uh, Lego series uh, based on Star Wars that are coming up. But I'm excited to talk. It's something that I, I really enjoy, um, Lego Star Wars, and so I'm excited to have someone to talk to about it. And Yay, that's I, me. <laughs> that is you. So I guess we should cover kind of who we are. I know we both have other podcasts, so maybe people have heard our voices before or are aware of us, but for those who may not be, um, let's introduce ourselves. You yes. Can, you can go first. Sweet. Okay. So I write for thewookiegunner.com. I am the quote-unquote content creator, as I like to call myself. <laughs> and I also podcast on three other shows, uh, Rebels Chat with my mom, and we talk about Star Wars Rebels episodes there. And I also podcast with Teresa Delgado from... Uh, she's in a lot of shows, so I'm not going to list them. But, <laughs> <laughs> but she's there with me on Galactic Fashion for the Jedi News Network, and we talk about Star Wars fashion and other geek fashion-related news. And I'm also with Katrina Dennis and Jeremy Conrad on Hanging with Team Kanan because we really love that character and we came together talking about the Kanan comics and so uh, it developed into talking about the Rebels episodes as well. So uh, that's pretty much what I do. And I also write for geekybubble.com, which is a site that I created as well where I talk about other geek fashion things. And I also write for Teresa Delgado's website, fangirlnextdoor.com, which you write for as well, Aaron. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty much me in a nutshell when it comes to online presence. Cool. So I didn't even... See, you learn new things. I did not <laughs> even know there was a show about... Or called... What is it called? Something about Kanan? Hanging with Hang Team Kanan. Hanging with Team Kanan. I did not know this was a thing. <laughs> yeah. I will have to check that out. That's the name of the show? Mm-hmm. That's it. Awesome. Yeah, it's on It's on thewookiegunner.com. Great. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Kanan being one of my uh, favorite uh, Star Wars characters out there. Um, mm -hmm. I actually don't have, since the, since the basis of our show is Lego, I do not have a Kanan minifig. Do you have one? I do not. I have an Ezra and Sabine minifig. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have Ezra. I have Chopper. Um, I have some of the bad guys from Rebels as well. Um, mm. Inquisitor and Callus. Uh, but I haven't gotten a Kanan yet. I think he comes in a he comes in a Wookiee gunship set 
I believe that you should probably have since you're the rookie I gunner. I should. I should. I know. <laughs> I remember when it was first announced. I think it might have been at Toy Fair or something like that. And I said, I tweeted, I was like, I'm going to get this. And I know I came out and I'm like, I still haven't gotten this. <laughs> <laughs> One day I will get this. <laughs> that is the trick with, with Lego sets is uh, they put the cool minifigs in the bigger expensive sets. Yes. So that was... <laughs> Um, but I'm sure we'll talk a ton about those type of things as uh, we continue to do this show. But yeah, you have a lot. You have a lot that you do. Um, I guess I will introduce myself. I had said at the top of the show, but in case you missed it, my name is Aaron Goins. I do a couple other podcasts other than this one. Star Wars Bookworms is a Star Wars literature podcast that I do with Teresa Delgado. Uh, so we have that in common. We both do a show with Teresa Delgado. Um, I believe that. <laughs> like you said, she's in a she's in a number of shows, so she um, is. <laughs> but um, and I also do a show called Bad Wolf Radio, which is part of the Pod Tyrant Network over at Geek Tyrant, and I do that with my buddy Adam Farmer, um, all about Doctor Who. Uh, so if you're a Doctor Who fan, which there are, there is a Doctor Who Lego set, and he is also part of Lego Dimensions, so um, maybe we have some crossover fans there. But uh, I would definitely uh, would love for you to check out that podcast. And then I kind of just call myself an amateur freelance blogger, which basically means I have blogged for a number of sites, but I don't get paid for it. So I'm the <laughs> I'm yeah. the guy that if you want somebody to write something for your site and you don't want to pay for it, give me a call. I'll do it. But uh, I, I am that person too. <laughs> yeah, I think we, most of us are that. Um, unless you're somebody awesome like Amy Geek who has turned it into a career, right? But yeah. um. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I'd, I've done some blogging for StarWars.com, Star Wars Report, Jedi News, uh, Fangirl Next Door, and currently I'm, I just started uh, blogging and, and uh, writing articles for Geek Tyrant. Um, did my first post with them today, which is a recap of the latest Game of Thrones season. So, oh, man. So uh, head over to Geek, Geek Tyrant and check that out. So yeah, that's a, a rundown of your hosts, the overview of what, what the show is going to be about, um, and then... This episode, we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit of catch up. So they've already released five episodes of the Freemaker Adventures, right? Yes, they have. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna do kind of a quick um, catch up, and we're gonna cover the first four episodes because I didn't watch the fifth one yet. Ah, uh, okay. I won't spoil you. <laughs> All right, so don't spoil me. We're gonna we'll cover the first four episodes. Uh, probably not as in depth as we would do an individual episode. Maybe more, mm-hmm. kind of more of an overview of. The characters and kind of getting to know the characters and the story and, and such. Um, and then, uh, but before we jump into the reviews, I did want to talk a little bit about our, our kind of our personal Star Wars Lego fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, some fun questions. So what is your, what's your favorite Star Wars Lego set that you, you currently have? Well, I like the one that I recently got because I have an Ezra Bridger collection thing going. So I've been getting all things Ezra Bridger. And one of the things that I recently got was the Ezra Bridger speeder bike. I believe that's what it's called. <laughs> I can't remember the exact number of it. But, uh, <laughs> you don't know the code? <laughs> I know. Shame on me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, I got that and I love it. I, I love the fact that Ezra, I mean, we haven't really seen him ride uh, except for that one episode in season one where he was riding his own speeder bike. So I, I, I love that you get to see other 
aspects of Ezra through Lego. And that's uh, that's also what I like about Lego in general, the fact that you get to explore the things that you really don't get to explore in uh, regular shows or even in the movies. So, uh, yeah, I, I love that set currently. Um, and I definitely love, even though I don't have it, I love that ATTE set with Rex. And I believe the other two clones are in that set as well. Um, uh, shoot. Uh, Wolf and Gregor. So, yeah, I I definitely want to get that set. So hopefully uh, it'll be a belated birthday present for me. (laughs) Is that kind of your your the top of your wish list when it comes to Lego sets that you want to get? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That one. And obviously the the Wookiee gunship one. (laughs) Yeah. You got to get that now, right? I got to get that one. I mean, that's and then I have to take a picture with it and then make that my logo. (laughs) And I mean, you you started a, a Star Wars Lego podcast now, so yeah. I mean, you, it's more of an excuse to go out shopping for Lego. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll notice it more now. <laughs> so for me, um, I have a handful of of the uh, Star Wars sets, and the one that I think I like the most, although there's a few, um, is my Poe Dameron X-wing, mm-hmm. the black mm-hmm. and orange one. It comes with a Poe Dameron minifig. It also comes with a BB-8 minifig, which is adorable. Aw, I bet. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a fun build. It's a really cool set. Um, it actually has uh, the wings. Um, they they have these, these little, um, I don't even know what you would call it, but kind of like a wheel or a crank that you turn, mm-hmm. and it, it opens the wings up to go into the... Uh, put your S-foils into attack position, as oh, they say. Oh, that's neat. So, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, so that's probably my favorite set. Now, there is another um, X-Wing that you can get that's the blue, like the blue X-Wing from The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm tempted to get that, but then I'm kind of like, I kind of already built that. You know, I already built the Poe, <laughs> and I can't imagine that it's that much different other than the colors and the stickers. So I'll probably hold off on that. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense because you don't, you you'd probably want to have a different experience with a different kind of set. Right. Yeah. If you're gonna take the kind of that kind of time to build a set, you know, you want it to be something that's maybe fresh. But mm-hmm. um, I'm I like to really savor my builds. You know, I have I have friends and um, my one friend I was telling you about, my friend, his name's Tim, um, and we may have him on the show. He's he's kind of my closest friend that I know. That's just a huge Lego geek. And um, he he will get a set, like one of the really big, difficult sets, and he'll build that thing in like 20 minutes. It's unbelievable. Wow. And he just, it's like he doesn't even need the instructions. You know, he just kind of throws stuff together, and it always looks perfect when he's done, so he's not, you know, he's not missing any steps. But, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, I don't have those type of uh, master builder skills. Wow, I'm I'm. I bet he's awesome with Ikea and stuff like that, like putting furniture together. <laughs> he, I don't know about that, but it's, <laughs> I work with the guy. So we will literally be sitting in a conference room. And uh, the place that I work is pretty cool. And we, we have a lot of toys and everything around in our conference rooms. And one of the things we have is just a big bucket of Lego. Uh. And he will sit there and just build stuff, you know, creations. He built like a cityscape once. In a meeting. So he's like a Lego master builder? Yeah, Is that yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's a master builder. It's unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. So 
I definitely want to have him on the show. Um, I know he's he's itching to to do some podcasting, so I think uh, I think I'll I'll have him on the show so we can talk to him about his skills. Maybe maybe he can uh, teach us some things that we don't know. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> but my my big set that's out there that I would love to have that I don't think I ever will because of the price point is the the Ewok Village. Oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah, that's one that I. Typically, I really like the vehicle sets, but this one, is, this this one is is something that I really would just love to have. Comes with a ton of minifigs, and it's just this cool treehouse type setup that kind of brings back memories of the the classic Robin Hood Lego sets they used to have when I was a kid. Mm. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of my that's the one that I would love to have, but I don't think I ever will. I think it's like three hundred bucks. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely pricey. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's a little bit about the the collecting side of Lego. But what about kind of what's the the animation? I know both of us are huge fans of Disney, or well, I I think we are both fans of Disney, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I love Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, now Disney owns Star Wars, and so um, we're you know I know we're both big fans of Rebels and Clone Wars before that. So what did you think what do you think about kind of the Lego side of animation? I enjoyed when I when the old episodes were still on air like the Yoda Chronicles and the new Yoda Chronicles uh I enjoyed those uh because they basically were parodies and were they pulled on jokes and stuff on the on the movies and I I liked those for for just fun but um they really didn't have any like story as they do with rebels and clone wars so they weren't um something that stayed stuck with me so i i definitely like freemakers i'm jumping ahead a bit but i i like freemakers because of the fact that it has an original story and you have char- original characters and you get to follow them along in their adventures as you know the word is in the title so <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah and i i think that's the that's what i like most about the the lego shows the humor and and now the originality behind that so yeah and i think this is a good point to transition into you know talking about the freemakers show but um i'm kind of on the same page as you and i i kind of have a confession to make when they first announced the freemakers show i wasn't that excited I gotcha. And I I, I might have been on the same boat too, but it's because, and I had mentioned this before with other people, but I feel like the adults want something that's more uh, in their age group. So everyone's wanting like some sort of live action series. So when Lego Star Wars, uh, the Freemaker Adventures was announced, you know, people weren't excited about it because it's another kids show where it's like sort of along the same lines as Star Wars Rebels. So I, I can see why people weren't excited about it. I, I wasn't as excited, but I was still interested, which is why I gave it a shot and I ended up loving it. So, uh, yeah, I totally understand why people were on that boat. Yeah. And for me, it it's not even because you know me well enough. You know I love animation. I love you mm-hmm. know, kids stuff. You know it's something that I'm, you know, pretty into when, when it comes to you know Disney movies, 
Um, I love the, you know, the airbender stuff. I know both me and you were into that and Legend of Korra. I love that show. So just, (laughs) yeah, just animation in general, I'm a big fan of. And so the animated side of it wasn't, it was more, for me, it was more, um, I really enjoyed the Clone Wars and Rebels because I felt like those stories were expanding the, the lore. Yes. You know, they're adding to the story. It's adding to the canon. And when the Freemakers was announced, um, my first thought was, oh, you know, this is Lego, so it's not it's not canon, obviously. Um, so I didn't get super excited about it for that reason. I'm one of those type of fans that I really do enjoy canon and continuity type things. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people groan when they hear that. You're like, <laughs> oh, those guys. This but, guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I just do. I really enjoy, you know, that I like knowing the details of the stories and, and really and really filling out kind of all the background information I can get my hands on, you know? That's mm-hmm. just, that's the way I like to consume my Star Wars. So for me, I was just like, oh, really? Like, even this story, but not in Lego, I think I would have liked better, you know? And kind of like I was I was explaining earlier on in the episode, you know, I did decide to watch the first episode of Freemakers, not knowing if I would stick with it, and just was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is not <laughs> – it's different than any Lego Star Wars stuff I had seen before. Yeah. Um, I had seen some of the other things that had come before, and like you you were saying, it's more parody. Um, and as much as I find that type of stuff humorous, it's not something that I'm, like, craving, you know? Yes. But yeah. with this, it, it felt fresh. It was like, oh, this is an actual story about, you know, a very familiar type of situation in the Star Wars universe with recognizable, you know, situations and characters, vehicles, that type of thing. It just happens to be being told with Lego, you know? Yeah. And actually, like, as much as I would like to see the story be in the form of Star Wars Rebels or in the form of Star Wars, the Force, um, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, I kind of like that it's in Lego form because they do things that they wouldn't really be able to do in the other shows, like two TIE fighter pilots fighting in the middle of the hangar. <laughs> right. And when they get called out, like, what are you doing? And they're like, we're fighter pilots. Yeah. <laughs> We're fighting. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, just really tongue in cheek, cheesy jokes like that that you can only get away with when you when you're a Lego minifig. You know. Exactly. <laughs> but um, no, I think it it actually what I really like about it is I feel like they found a really good balance between uh, serious storytelling and fun. And I and there's not that Rebels and Clone Wars didn't because both of those shows did find that balance as well for the specific medium that they were in, but you know Rebels get goes to places that are very dark, um, that I don't think we'll ever see from this show, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. You know, I think as long as they're still making shows like Rebels, and not only making Lego Star Wars shows. You know, I, I'm fine with that. You know, there, there's, there's all types of Star Wars that's enjoyable, and I think f- for what this is, I, I really, I would, like I said, I was surprised that I liked it as much as I did, but I, I think they really found a good balance between being humorous but not over the top ridiculous humor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So, yeah. So, um, you know, we're four episodes in. You're five episodes in. But um, so far, <laughs> first episode, you know, like I said, pleasantly surprised. And then it just it went from there. I think the second episode, is that the one um, about Gra- what, Grabala? Gabra- uh, Grabala, <laughs> yeah. I like, I like how... Um, briefly going back to the first episode, how they established like some sort of origin for the lightsaber being this Kyber saber. And I like the concept of that, where it was like an actual crystal saber. And this guy saw that it was too much power and ended up, you know, spreading the pieces around so that way nobody had that power. So even like right there, that concept is uh, was enough to, to capture me, and you know the the thirty seconds that it took uh, this character to explain what was you know what was happening. So yeah. I, that that I liked, and I thought, man, I really want to see more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I was very surprised with you know the in- introduction of something like that, the Kyber saber, the you know kind of the Jedi master that was wielding it, which I'm forgetting his name and Wikipedia is not helping me out right now. Baird but... Cantu. <laughs> Baird Cantu. There he is. Okay, I see him now. Um, I remember it because he had a beard and Baird sounded like beard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, and then even just the the Jedi, quote unquote Jedi that they meet, um, you know, that those type of things, I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that from this show. You know, yeah. where they're built, it was like they were building some interesting backstory, some interesting lore. Um, now, and we should probably at least mention this because, as much as, you know, there are probably plenty of people out there that don't care, there are people that do care. Um, are the stories, are the characters from this canon? Right. Um, and I think we've gotten a pretty clear, maybe not super clear, but, you know, there is an answer from, you know, Leland Chi who is on the story group and actually played a pretty big part, I think, even in the creation of this this uh, series mm-hmm. um, from the interviews that I've heard. Um, but, yeah, he he's kind of given us some insight into that. Do you know what it is? Because I don't. Okay. <laughs> I was setting you up just in case. Um, no. no. <laughs> Under construction. Um <laughs> Yeah, so basically, and I think this is something that happens to, you know, Leland and Pablo. You know, anytime something like this is announced, the first, you know, they get tons of people tweeting at them. You know, oh, is this canon? What's canon? You know, that whole thing. And I'm sure they get tired of answering the questions. But, you know, they're always very polite and patient and and, and usually do a good job of clearing things up. And I think in this situation, from what Leland has said, is that, no, this, you know, Lego Star Wars is not canon. But we will see familiar characters. Um, there may be characters that we see in the show that are introduced in the show that do eventually show up in canon in some way. Um, but I think what he was trying—the point he was trying to make—is because of the mechanics of Lego. You know, this show obviously couldn't be canon. You know, the, the claw hands is not canon. You know, the fact <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that someone uses a a brick separator. You know, to pull uh, you know to to pull a brick off of a ship. You know, that's something that is not going to happen in the Star Wars universe. They do, they are trying to keep it uh, within the existing continuity, though. Mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm, won't see it's... characters that shouldn't be, you know, around at this time. You're not going to see, um, you know, I'm trying to think of somebody that wouldn't be around at this time. <laughs> but, Ahsoka. Uh, <laughs> right, you're not going to see, like, a young Ahsoka or a, a pre-Vader Anakin or, you know, somebody like that popping up. 
um, as a gag or anything like that because they are trying to keep it believable and in continuity but not necessarily canon right and I like that because it's it's actually one of the few stories right now that's set between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And I know a lot of people have been craving stories from between those two movies, uh, especially right now in canon, where a lot of it seems to be focused between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. So it's neat that, you know, people are actually getting that, but in Lego form. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's an interesting story. It really is. Um, and I we can kind of set the the stage for you know what the story is. It's a basically the Freemakers are a family of scavengers, and yeah. they have a ship called the Star Scavenger, which is where we got the name of our podcast from. <laughs> um, you know that goes around and scavenges you know Lego bricks, I guess, and uh, brings it back to their their home base and that's where they they kind of run a shop i guess that that helps repair ships sells ships there are three main characters um all i guess uh, two brothers and a sister right yes mm-hmm. uh cordy is the sister uh there's xander who's the um i guess he's the older handsome brother <laughs> kind of goofy um, yeah, and Rowan, <laughs> who's the younger uh, force force user. Yes, um, yeah. So they they introduced that concept pretty early, uh, which was another thing that surprised me. Um, I hadn't been following a lot of the lead up to this, so they probably revealed some of these things um, in the lead up. But for me, it was a, a new concept. As I'm watching this episode, I was like, "Oh wow, they they are going to have a, a force sensitive main character um, in." in Rowan, but then we also have the Jedi character that we're introduced to as a Jedi, uh, Nare. Nare, yeah. And I thought I thought she was really cool. And I, even in the trailers when they had uh, revealed her, I thought, oh, man, because my friend has pointed out that there haven't been any surviving female Jedi. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you're right, because, you know, it's most of the time it's like Kanan or other characters of that nature so it's it's weird that we haven't seen a female at least uh, not that many um if there have been but uh, uh yeah so when nari was introduced i thought wow this is so cool at least you know in lego form we have a female surviving jedi and then we slowly gradually find out who this character really is and i thought oh shoot this is not <laughs> this is not what i had planned but i do like where it's headed or uh, maybe maybe this character i don't i guess we can talk about it i'm not yeah, spoiler, it alert. <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> we will be talking spoilers on the first yeah. four episodes so yes go ahead yeah so she's an agent of the empire an agent of the dark side so uh it's I also like the fact that she has these markings on her face. So she looks like very warm and welcoming with the nice white markings. But then when she switches to that side of the dark side and being an Imperial agent, they changed to like a reddish marking and her eyes turn red and yellow, I think. Right. Yeah. Sith eyes. Sith eyes. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, I love that character, and I'm interested to see where they take her. Yeah, very interesting character to introduce. Um, it's it's kind of interesting to think that there would be a dark side user running around the galaxy that's not Vader or the Emperor at this point. 
Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. You know, I know we were introduced to the idea of Inquisitors in the uh, the Rebels series, but this now we're kind of we're in between uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi, and at this point, you would kind of think that that you know those guys are all gone by now. I yeah, I agree. Uh, The fact that there's another uh, dark side user besides. Palpatine and Darth Vader and I guess it kind of makes sense it's kind of the same reason that they had for Star Wars Rebels where the Inquisitors uh, they couldn't really have Darth Vader there so they have the Inquisitors being the antagonists of the show uh, to you know help smooth things along but uh, Vader and Palpatine are actually hilarious in the show constantly um, uh, co- uh, contacting Nare about updates and such and it's it's always entertaining when they're on the scene together yeah besides Roger I would say that they're almost the comic relief of this show <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> which is which is kind of interesting that they decided to go that way with it but it works it is it is very funny I think one of the you know with the Vader Palpatine relationship that that's been used for humor, you know, and everything from, you know, Robot Chicken and, you know, um, you know, previous Lego Star Wars animation, and now they're continuing it on. And here, it's almost becoming this running gag between between those two characters. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then Roger. Speaking of uh, comic relief, yeah, I, I I love Roger in that. Well, one that he's voiced by Matthew Wood. That's always awesome, and uh, I just love that he's the babysitter of sorts to Rowan. <laughs> and Rowan is kind of like the Jar Jar of the show sometimes, <laughs> where he is clumsy and does stuff, but he's he's still adorable, and uh, his adorableness makes up for that. <laughs> he's kind of like Ezra, but just a lot younger. Yeah. With um, his sister, um, blanking on her name now. Cordy. Cordy is. I see her kind of being more like the, like the uh, Hera of the group. Oh yeah, definitely. I love how overprotective she is of him, and uh, very supportive. And that's what I liked about the show is that, uh, she and Xander, um, they don't. Uh, you know they get into mischief and trouble and such, but in the end, they, you know they're still a family, and their their sibling relationship is very sweet and endearing. And I love that about this show, uh, and the portrayal of that kind of relationship. To the, they they care about each other, and it's obvious, you know. Yeah. Even with yeah. even with um, you know, as much trouble as Rowan gets into, and. And they have to go rescue him in the one episode. You know, at the end, they're like, oh, you know, you put us through all this, but it it was worth it because we got you back. And that's what really matters. Right. That was the Minds of Grabala. Yes. And uh, and then when we get introduced to, uh, reintroduced to Dengar (laughs) and two new characters whose names, I I think they're Ram and Bash. (laughs) Uh, And... (laughs) And I just love that one scene where they're entering Grabala's, uh, I guess, a cantina-like atmosphere, and he says, uh, your mere presence kills brain cells. <laughs> I laughed so hard when he said that. 
Um, and yeah, I, I just love those moments where you have these two, you know, dense characters and then Gravala who has no choice but to deal with them. I just I love those kind of interactions. Yeah, it, that whole episode I was cracking up. I was finding myself laughing even him trying to disguise Xander trying to not Xander um Rowan trying to disguise himself as a bounty hunter. Oh yeah. And he says he's like the he he says he's an an ugnot. You know cuz he puts yes, the mask the- on. The the most da- galaxy's most dangerous Ugnaught. Right. And, this, <laughs> and then he calls IG-89. Yeah. He calls Roger. This is IG-89. You know, have you ever heard of IG-88? <laughs> yes. He's one better or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, you can't argue with the math. <laughs> <laughs> like that just had me on the floor laughing. And oh, I, I just love the humor of the show. It's very original and genuine. Yeah, that that stuff was cracking me up. Um, very good writing, uh, some really good humor there. I love to see Dengar. Um, you know, I think he had like an Ewok stuffed animal that he was sleeping with. Yeah, that... yeah, it was like a little teddy bear type yeah. thing. <laughs> I love that that he still has kind of that that British accent as well. Um, yes, that they kind of established in the Clone Wars mm-hmm. um, when they had uh, Simon Pegg voiced him in the Clone Wars. Um, but he, they gave him like a really heavy British accent, and I and they carried that over into this. So I like that, like that continuity. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so yeah, that episode specifically, I think that might have been my favorite episode of the four. Was the... yeah, I think that one stands out to me the most. And it's interesting also that they they had found a crystal in the first episode, and then they immediately found a second crystal in that second episode. Um, so I wonder, and there's six of them because there were when she had played the uh, the history of the saber, the Kyber saber. There were six Jedi Knights that were given these crystals. So there's only it appears to be only six of them. So I wonder um, how fast are they going to wrap up this show? Because at this rate, uh, they might be almost halfway there. <laughs> right. Um, well, I think that's probably going to be the big push for the first season. If they if they plan to have more seasons, um, they're probably going to try to wrap up that you know that quest. Um, yeah, by that's the, true. Into the quest. first season, I think. Yeah. I think I heard there's going to be 13 episodes. Yes, I remember uh, seeing that in uh, in the form of a tweet. Okay, so online, yeah, yeah. So that that might give us a little bit of an idea. You know, they're already five episodes in. I've seen four of them. Um, and they've found two crystals? I think so. Um, maybe three because... Was it three? With the, did they find one in uh, when they were in Cloud City? I think they did. I think that one was... They, they thought there might be a crystal, but it ended up being Lando's cape. Right, Lando's <laughs> cape. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Lando's cape was awesome, and like I, I was, I kept thinking, what could it be? What could it be that's so important? And <laughs> it was the cape all along. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, yeah. And that was actually a really great episode for for Rowan because he was trying so hard to get this whole force thing right, you know, and. 
uh, and then the end, he was actually because throughout the episode, he ends up getting carbon in, uh, frozen in carbonite, and then he has carbonite sickness or carbon free sickness at the end, and he's not able to see. So I, I instantly thought of Kanan. And I thought, oh my gosh, there this could be something that <laughs> Kanan might have to do. He might have to put two plugs together <laughs> by using the force. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I really loved uh, that that moment. And you know, he said that you know my eyes were deceiving me, and maybe this is something that Kanan will have to uh, come to terms with in Star Wars Rebels. I'm still in denial about what happened to Kanan. Oh man, that hurts me so much. They just, just need to dunk his head it. in some Bacta and he'll be okay, right? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> he'll be back to normal and I get to see those beautiful blue green eyes again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it still hurts my heart. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was rough. And then the other episode that was actually before the Cloud City one was the Xander's Joyride with the Naboo Fighter. Yes, yes, which uh, we got the the reappearance of a N1 Starfighter. Yes. Which was cool to see in Lego form. Apparently that is a sought-after ship in this time, maybe a, almost like a classic hot rod, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they had their, their very uh, kind of stuck-up customer that brought it in, and then, um, you know, Xander also was very impressed with it um, and decides to steal it. <laughs> Yes, and decides to take a joyride, and uh, and then I love the part where he sees a couple of A wings, and he thinks it's an unsanctioned drag race. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny! And he wasn't paying attention at all, and the Imperials come and they capture him. But I love the what I love most about that was the voice messaging system that they had set up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> where they, they were, there was this woman that would start speaking and then the uh, Imperial officer would insert whatever it was that was happening. I forget the exact words, but it was just so hilarious. I remember having to pause it and rewind and watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then we get um, Vader, who was equally impressed with the N1 Starfighter. Um, right. Brought back his, you know, his childhood memories of of flying one of those ships in uh the phantom menace um yeah that was pretty funny to see vader kind of acting like a child and getting all excited and flying off in the ship himself and also taking out some some tie fighters yeah yeah (laughs) and i think at one point he actually yelled out yippee (laughs) which was great um and and then poor mister i think it was cooper was his name uh is suffering because roger is telling all these stories from his from trenches to wrenches the roger story yes that was so good <laughs> and uh they they actually dropped a, a nice little legends reference in there as well did they i i wasn't familiar with it do you remember what it was yeah he said um something about being a part of the siege of selakami Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that was like yeah, a really that. that was a really big um comic series in the Dark Horse run of the kind of the Clone Wars comics that they did. Gotcha. Um was called was titled The Siege of Selakami. They um now they did reference that same battle in episode three. 
um, uh-huh. but they'd never referred to it as the Siege of Selakami. Only in the uh, the comics did they ever refer to it that way. So, so I think that is a, a nice sly reference to to Legends. Um, and with somebody like Leland Chi advising on the show, it wouldn't surprise me at all that they would slip right? in a yeah. few <laughs> things like that. So, and that's actually I think that's also the same planet that Cut Laquain comes from, or that he settled on with his wife. Um, whose name is escaping me, Sula Queen, uh, on, in Star Wars The Clone Wars. I, oh, no, that was... No, no, that was it. <laughs> was it that one? I think so. You yeah, could be right. I, I, don't, I don't remember. I just I just remember the comic series. Um, uh, Quinlan Voss was very much involved in that battle, gotcha. and, in that siege, and he was there. Um, so that one that one kind of sticks out to me. But, yeah, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, nice little, nice little reference there. Also, the... <laughs> um, the Star Destroyer. Now, this I think may just be a coincidence, just because the name is, you know, something that just makes sense as a Star Destroyer name. Mm-hmm. But they um, they called it the Star Destroyer Vendetta, which there there has been a Star Destroyer called Vendetta in Legends as well. But that might just be a coincidence. I thought, yeah, it sounded familiar, and for some reason, I thought it might have been like a Lost Stars, but there were so many names being tossed around in that novel, I might have just, you know, imagined it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I liked that episode, and I think this is the one where Xander referenced the Upper Ring and how he has a crush on Becky or whoever her name was, and yeah, so then we get kind of an idea that there are a series of rings in the wheel where they are where their home is. And uh, we actually get to see the lower ring where the pod racing was taking place and in the following episode. And I thought that was so cool, even though you only saw them for like a split second. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very cool. Yeah, that I'm really liking, you know, just all the detail, you know, that they that they're putting into this and kind of establishing these characters, establishing you know, kind of the environment that they live in, the quest that they're going to be on, um, all everything about it's really got me interested, and I'm excited to see where they go with it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like the diversity of characters in the background. I know a lot of people were uh, weren't happy with Star Wars Rebels in that the they, they were using the same models over and over. But um, I asked my friend who's more aware of that um, area of animation and she she's more knowledgeable in that. And she said, well, it's probably because they use the uh, the same models from past Lego shows. So they switched them out and uh, it's very basic models. So they that's why you see such a diversity in the background and such details. Whereas in Rebels, it, it, it's more expensive to create more models, more more features that way and as they try to do their best i know that they you can see sort of a a difference later on but uh but yeah i thought that was an interesting thing to add for the people who might be comparing freemaker adventures and uh rebels yeah definitely i that makes a lot of sense i didn't even think about it but they they definitely fill out the backgrounds you know we saw all kinds of aliens you know either speaking characters or characters in the background you didn't see a lot of repeats of characters or character models it was you know a lot of original um characters and a lot of alien species that we've seen before in the movies um mm-hmm. you know, there was a toydarian 
at one point. The oh yeah, the Tordarian and the Nexu was there too. Yeah. There were a lot of great prequel references. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been really cool so far, and I'm really excited. I know you've already seen the next episode. You've seen episode five. Um, yes. So up to this point, we have. I don't think we ever mentioned the titles of the episodes. Um, uh, episode one, A Hero Discovered. Two, The Minds of Grabala. Three, Xander's Joyride. And four, The Lost Treasure of Cloud City. So those are the ones that we're kind of talking about now. And then the uh, episode five, Peril on Kaishik. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which I and... will I will watch that one um, shortly, and then we can we can cover that one in our next episode. Definitely. And another thing that I liked overall from all four episodes was the music. I love, I think his name is Michael Kramer, the composer. And he did a fantastic job for like certain scenes where the music is completely original. And uh, it kind of reminded me, of, I had to look it up and see whether Kevin Kiner was working on it because it was that great of, mu- great of music that they were having in the in those episodes so um i I definitely uh want to hear more of that of those awesome songs being tossed in there that um are inspired by the original star wars soundtracks and such right and we got some uh some cool music cues in lando's room when they uh when they were (laughs) they were trying to figure out how to open up his safe yeah (laughs) it's still an awesome bachelor pad i love that (laughs) yeah he's we we got um, Lando, and then we also got a Chewbacca appearance, which I was surprised to see. That's right, and the cape was also important to Chewbacca, which was something that I realized the second time around when I watched it, because I thought, why is the cape so important to Chewbacca? <laughs> um, but yeah, so having seen the Star Scavenger, and now we have the Ghost, and obviously the Millennium Falcon, which do you think is your favorite ship, Aaron? Wow, it's hard to go against the Millennium Falcon just because it's such a classic, and especially since it made a reappearance in The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. It really kind of solidifies that as like the go-to Star Wars ship, you know? Um I've always been partial to X-Wings, but, like, when it comes to X-Wings, Millennium Falcon, those are kind of interchangeable for me for, like, the iconic ship of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, but the Ghost is really close behind. I I, yes. I love the design of the Ghost. It's one of my favorite Star Wars ships. Um, it's definitely up there with, you know, something like the Millennium Falcon. Um, the Star Scavenger, still, you know, I'm still getting used to that. We got the scene where um, they did the separation, which kind of gave it a very unique right. look. Um, and right now I'm not, you know, that I'm not in love with kind of the design and shape of that ship. Um, but maybe as the show goes on, it'll start to grow on me. It'll become more familiar. Yeah. Yeah. We get to explore it a bit more and, uh, see what other cool, uh, neat tricks it might have. I I particularly like the, uh, the one moment where, um, Rowan was ready to blast off, any ships that, you know, while they were salvaging uh, equipment and stuff. And he was told, no, that he couldn't shoot anything down. And then he hears the word blast and he's like, blast? And he starts shooting. (laughs) And they end up blowing up the Imperial Cruiser or whatever it was. And and then poor Rowan's like, do you think they noticed? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I love it. It's such a great show, especially for, you know, watching it with a family. That's always that's always great when you get to enjoy Star Wars with the family. Yeah, I totally agree with you on uh, being able to watch it with your family. Like, this is a perfect show for me to watch with my son. Um, because something like Rebels and even Clone Wars is a little above his, you know, just his ability to kind of uh, take in the stories. He's only four. And so this is kind of more like right his age range. So I'm excited about the possibility. Now, he'll sit and watch, you know, Rebels with me. But he, unless Chopper's on the screen, he loses, he loses, uh, you know, his attention pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> but with a show like this, he was, he was cracking up pretty much any time anyone got injured was Aww. what he thought was funny. You know, somebody bumps their head or... Roger, you know, gets his his back scratched, you know, by that machine or whatever those type of things, you know, he he finds that stuff hilarious. So, yeah. That's, oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's definitely a good one for for me to watch with my son. Awesome. Yeah, I don't have any kiddies at home, but I'm sure a lot of them hopefully are watching the Freemaker Adventures and enjoying it. You had said something about there being a Lego Star Wars quiz out there. Yes, there um, is. Was there anything else about the episodes that you wanted to talk about before we jumped into this quiz? Yeah, I like the fact that um, Nare uh, has tantrums. Yes. Because <laughs> she, she just bursts out and she changes. And I think she even changed in front of Rowan. I'm like, Rowan, open your eyes. <laughs> well, Rowan seems to have this this almost hypnotic thing that happens to him. Um, Yes, yeah. That I think she maybe almost maybe has brainwashed him a little bit because he goes into this trance whenever he gets near one of the kyber crystals. Mm -hmm. But it's not just that he's in this trance because he's feeling the force or whatever. It's almost like he is mindlessly going toward it. And he even said the one time, like, I must get this crystal for... Nare, you know, it's like he's got this mission, but it's not, you know, his own curiosity that's leading him to finding these things. It's something that he's he's being driven by her. Right. That sounds that's interesting. I didn't think about it that way. I I thought the force was like too overwhelming for him and that's how he is basically overwhelmed by it. So um Which could be part of it too. I, I definitely agree with that. But he made, he said one line, and I, I can't remember it verbatim, but he did mention when he was in that trance, he uh-huh. specifically mentioned, like, finding it for her. Aww. And so I, that's what made me think <laughs> that there was some sort of a maybe mind control going on um, there. That would be interesting, yeah. Oh, and speaking of mind control, there was that one point where she tried to do the, the Jedi mind check on Cordy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is she doing? <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. Pick, yeah. <laughs> pick the most intelligent of the group and try to do the mind trick on them. Yeah, that just that didn't work out too well. No. <laughs> but yeah, Nari is an interesting character. You know, even the the fact that like her tattoo colors change on her face when she gets angry and her, she's able to flip kind of in and out of the Sith eyes is something that I don't mm-hmm. think we've ever really seen before. Um, where a Sith can kind of conceal like that. Even even Sidious once he turned, you know. He always had those eyes. It's not like they ever went away. Right. There was Quinlan Voss in the Dark... Di- oh, did you see... Did you read the Dark Disciple novel? Did I read Dark Disciple? 
course. I'm just making sure because there's still actually a lot of people who haven't read it, and I am I spoiled someone once. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but uh, yeah. So Quinlan Vos was actually there were a few passages where his eyes would flicker between uh, the Sith Sithy gold and Sithy yellow and uh, and his regular colored eyes. Okay, so I thought I found that interesting. So. so I guess it has been established then that that is something that can happen. She seems to have a very a very good control over it. Yeah, um, and yeah. then even her lightsaber, you know, will, when she's you know helping them out, she uses a blue blade. But then when she's kind of being bad guy, she uses a red blade, and uh, that's kind of interesting. Because you would think it wouldn't be that easy to just to kind of pop in and out different colored crystals. Right, right. I wonder, yeah, I wonder how Does that works. Does she have two separate lightsabers that she's flipping in and out of? I don't know. It, I mean, creative license. I, I, it's not something to think too much into, but it, it definitely <laughs> did kind of make me wonder what the mechanics of her lightsaber are. Maybe she has both colored crystals in the lightsaber and she can control which which direction the, the plasma stream is going. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And then I wonder what species she is because she's obviously with those markings she must be some sort of um something i I just reminded me of like ahsoka's markings but then she's also kind of like kind of um, like a darth maul um yeah night sister type markings as well Mm -hmm. so So, i wonder yeah yeah, and i think that's something they'll probably reveal yeah i actually do think they'll they'll give us some history on her um and it'll be interesting to see what the association to the tattoos are. So, yeah. So uh, if you wanted to move on to the quiz, StarWars.com, they release quizzes from time to time. And they, um, they're usually, you know, what kind of character you are, what kind of um, ship you are and whatnot. So uh, this most recent quiz uh, is which Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures character you are. So I thought it would be neat to take this quiz and see which character we are, Aaron. Did you pre-bake this? Did you take it already? I did. I took it days ago, but I don't remember okay. any of my answers. <laughs> so are you wanting to take it, like, right now? Yeah, I think we should. All right, so who's who are we answering for, you or me? I think, okay, so I'll answer you. So I'll ask you the questions, and then, since I've already done it, I ask you the questions, and uh, I'll tell you the answers, and then you pick an answer. All right, who did you get? I got Cordy, so that was great. Okay, so we'll do me, and then we'll see what I get. Fantastic. So, question number one. What is your greatest strength? Confidence, intelligence, engineering, deception. (laughs) Now I feel like this is like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say intelligence, but I I feel kind of weird saying that. I I picked that one too, so... (laughs) Okay, all right. Intelligence. So, question number two. A family member is in danger. What do you do? Rush to save them without thinking ahead. Plan a daring rescue. Help, but not without complaining about it. Or finish them off. (laughs) Plan a daring rescue. (laughs) Alrighty, question number three. What do you do for fun? Get into trouble. Take advantage of others. Strategize. Or tell stories from my own point of view. Hmm. Strategize. Yeah, I'd pick that one too. Yay! High five. <laughs> uh, and question number four is: Where would you prefer to go on vacation? A city with lots of thing, a city with lots of things to do, 
a beachside resort, somewhere not too expensive, or anywhere I need to take a, or anywhere I need to take a plane. I'll say a beachside resort because I don't typically have access to something like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, question number five: What bothers you most? Sitting around the success of others when someone insults my work or poor planning. Poor planning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have all the same answers? I think so. Let's see. Which is your favorite color? Yellow, brown, black, green. Well, since blue is not an option, I'll go with green. Okay. Seven. How would you describe yourself? Enthusiastic, helpful, the coolest, powerful. <laughs> Out of those options, the coolest. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Question number eight. What is your dream job? Pilot, butler, business mogul, professional organizer. Pilot. Yeah. <laughs> you like Poe Dameron. Yeah. And question number nine is which is closest to your fashion sense? Simple, functional, sleeveless, fashion? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not sleeveless. I'll stick with simple. All righty. And last but not least, question number 10. How good are you at building things? So good, I don't need to look at instructions. I talk others into building things for me. I'm better at breaking things, or I'd rather be baking. I talk others into building things for me. <laughs> I'm not a handyman by any means. So. <laughs> Alrighty, you are corny. <laughs> <laughs> So the the description is, a quick-witted and capable salesperson, you know how to make a deal and value your money. You're an excellent planner with the brains to get out of any unfortunate situation. Congratulations. You're like the savvy freemaker sister, Cordy. So we have two Cordys running this show. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. You know, we, we might need to hire a, a Rowan or a, a Xander, a Xander. To, to balance it out a little bit. <laughs> No, that's a fun quiz. That's a cool one. Mm -hmm. So, so they do these kind of quizzes regularly? They do. Yeah, there was uh, whether you're more like Kenan or Ezra, whether you're more like Callus or Zeb. Um, I forget what the other ones are, but they're they're fun to take, and they have them on the StarWars.com site under the news and blog um, section. Nice. So we're doing our part promoting StarWars.com. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I think we we kind of covered everything we wanted to talk about. I think we even went a little longer than we may have may have expected that we would go. And I think there was a lot that we could have continued to talk about. So um, it was some some fun conversation for sure. Definitely, yeah. So I guess we can go ahead and wrap this episode up. Like we kind of said at the top, this is a this is an under construction podcast. We're still kind of working out the bugs. I think we had you know a few audio issues and things like that, but. I had a great time talking about uh, Lego Star Star Wars with you. I can't wait till the next episode. I guess I uh, have to watch the uh, the fifth episode, and then we can uh, figure out when we're going to record next. Sweet. I, I'm so happy I have someone to talk to about this because, like I said, I, I don't really know that many other people, and it's, it's fun talking. It, it, it's, it's great exchanging tweets, but it's even more fun talking, and so I'm happy. Yay. <laughs> yes, and... 
in the meantime, before, uh, you know, if you're hearing this episode and you're not following us on Twitter yet, it's probably because we just started our Twitter account. Um, but we do have a Twitter account. So if you want to be one of our first followers, um, you can find us at Star Scavengers. We actually got it. There wasn't anybody else that had that. So um, you can even email us. We have a Gmail account, starscavengers at gmail.com. And um, we actually got starscavengers.com. We got the URL. Sweet. So we can have our own website if we want to. So I, I secured that. Find us those places. We don't have a Facebook page yet, but I'm sure we will eventually. Um, you know, we are kind of a podcast on our own right now, but eventually we may join a bigger network. Um, like, you know, we're figuring it all out as we go. Mm-hmm. But um, until next time. Uh, what do we what do we want to say as they're out? May the force what? be with you. Yeah. Is there like a is there a catchphrase for the the Freemakers? Uh, no, I think they're all all say blast, but that's not really an, an outro line. <laughs> Does Roger have a funny uh, thing that he says? Maybe I don't know. We'll figure it out. But for now, I think we can just stick with the tried and true. May the force be with you. Always. <laughs>